0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Pod Gods, episode one eighty nine.
1: Yes, one eighty nine. Eleven going? more to go until a logical quitting point. Really? Well, yeah. Well, I don't know why are we doing podcasts about podcasts. I don't know. Everybody's doing it now.
0: Yeah. Well, that means it's time to bow out. Yeah, that kind of is the case. I mean, uh, you know. <sighs> Why do you even do these shows? Kind of, I get a lot of for the shit.
1: monetization, Gio. For the monetization.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of, I, you know, I, I bragged about paying you back and feeling good and getting you your gifts and everything, and then somebody else is like, "Hey, I don't like you talking about that because I, I chipped this money towards your therapy, and I want you to pay me this back." It's like, oh, "Okay, I'll pay you that back." And uh, I heard you talk about that. How dare you talk about that? Your finances. And I was like, well, actually, I had to get a credit card out to pay this part back and then get this other thing. It's not really your business and it was kind of offensive, but it's like, at least I really do this show just for people to then tattle on me to other people to then get mad at me.
1: Yes. So fuck FedEx, the update. What happened? No, I thought you had an update. Oh, they gave me a refund. Okay. Yay.
0: So the pie was only like $45 or $50. Okay. How did you finish uh, it?
1: Oh yeah, we had to. Kids had tried, to or, or just you and the wife? Just me and the wife, because it was not that big a pie, and not that, not a pie that you'd want to split eight ways. I gotcha. Right. So that just wouldn't be fair. Fairly good. It was good. Yes, my wife could not, well, one thing, could not believe how sweet it was. and I told her, yes, that's the way that's supposed to be. Really old world recipe, so it's like- okay, She's old. not a sugar person. She's a, oh, I'm bored and I've got five hours to kill. How about I run a marathon? Yeah, she sounds, she's very impressive and intimidating sounding. Uh, I'm not. Well, she's very, very small-
0: Yeah, I know. You always say that. Uh, I don't know if I am a sugar person. I I eat way too much of it. And as I've gotten older, I feel like I'm far more sensitive to it. Like even like a Hanson's Mandarin lime will be like, ah, shit, this is killing me with the sugar.
1: Yeah, it's probably because you're just not eating enough. So your tolerances are low like you were when you were a child. Maybe. You built up a tolerance.
0: I feel like I'm still eating a lot of it. But all right. Uh, what, What else is
1: going on? I'm all backed up on Bill Burr. I just can't bring myself to play. I've got two point four gigs built up on my phone. They're so, I don't they're know so how. bad.
0: The Bill Burr's have just been like such the same. They're so samey. I, I can't I can't take it anymore. I had listened to most of my backlog and the newest one posted and I just deleted it without listening.
1: And I've got a whole bunch of storytelling ones and newsy type. I keep deleting the moth
0: over and over again without listening. I have fifty nine or fifty-eight episodes. 3.28 uh, gigabytes on my phone, a, pre- a perpetual f- 60 episodes, I just can't shake, uh, about a dozen of them are literary disco, that show with writer Strong and his two other co-hosts, Where they talk about books, I like it, but I don't have time to read, oh fuck, it's on my work phone, hold on, uh, it's okay, it's one of these calls when I call asking about abortion, so, uh, it's always some bullshit, or do you want to go to a fake cruise? It's like just to rip you off. I hate having well, one of those. I just realized I did
1: not hit record on Audacity.
0: That's fine. I, I can get you on the backup. Don't worry about it. So okay. it's uh, 10 episode, about 10 episodes of uh, that show with Ryder Strong, and it's, but I don't have time to read myself, so when I have time to listen to a podcast where they talk about reading. It doesn't mean I read the books just they talked about the book. So it's like, uh, fuck, I like this show, but I, I don't have time. And then uh, Pete Holmes, there's like five of those I still have that I want to listen to, but I can't bring myself to it. Even though they're not the hippie bullshit ones. Uh, Rogan just put out two episodes, but one was a hunter, and the next one's with like a naturist type guy. And anytime he has those guys on the show, all they talk about is that shit for three hours. Anytime he has a comedian on or somebody else, they talk about all kinds of topics for three hours. It's such a weird thing where it's like, why can they only talk about this one fucking thing?
1: And I've got what a whole a shitload of. I didn't even get to listen to any of my cooking podcasts on Sunday, so that's a bummer. I have the latest top scallops. Uh, that doesn't count toxicity so uh, but yeah the moth uh, story collider what are my news ones uh, or time killers uh, i 've got two dune reach goosebumps that 's where I put those in forgot about that uh, radio labs Cato podcast. I, that thing that, the doing Reads
0: always fucks me over. I get 75% through the first one. Don't finish the last 15 minutes. Then I start the second one, but I didn't finish the last 15 of that one, so now I have to go back and restart it all. But yeah, that's top five material for sure. It's just because I fucked up listening. That I haven't put and that then
1: Freakonomics five. and TED Radio Hour. I had
0: to delete <sighs> Freakonomics complete, but I just can't listen to it anymore. I don't have time.
1: Yeah, so I've got to prune some down because I'm not listening to what I want. I'm not... Yeah, I've got to cancel. i got to it's, drop It's so. going from entertainment to task, that, that tax, task part of your
0: brain, where you have to accomplish things. And I've stopped listening to things at 1.5x at all, uh, so I'm only listening at normal speeds. I got rid of a bunch of womp it ups even though then I love people. Then they all sound
1: retarded.
0: I know, I know, but once you you're used to it, you get used to it. I'm, I've, I've but got then re- you can
1: find out that if you go into the um, HTML5 interface on YouTube, you can watch all videos at 1.25, 1. 1.5, or 2x. I don't want to do that. I just want to be –
0: I'm not trying to accomplish a task. I'm trying to enjoy it.
1: Saves so much time.
0: Yeah, the time to
1: not enjoy this thing. It means you can watch twice as many Russian dash cam videos. And
0: not enjoy any of them. Uh, And so I, I kept all the TV guidance counselors. I'm caught up on most of them. I have a couple left to listen to. I listened to half the wrestling one, got bored, deleted it. Um, I have become more Jesse vs. Cancers to get through, old ones that I didn't finish, but it's kind of hard now that I know the outcome, so it's like what the fuck, I'm, I missed these ones from like Thanksgiving and I have to go back, fuck, and then Anna Faris is unqualified, but i listen listened to a lot of those and Dick Van Dyke's on Gilbert Godfrey's podcast so I really want to hear that, because it's one of those things I would kick out of like, oh this guy's about to die and I should hear some wisdom he can give me about my own life because I'm not living it right
1: Yeah, I don't know i just start canceling I'm going to start dropping shows, I don't know what I'm going to have to as well one of the problems of is I've been listening to Ken Reed's comedy album, oh, yeah. unreleased comedy album. I haven't had a chance
0: a yet, so I, yeah, I haven't heard it yet. Is it good?
1: I'm only about three or four or five times in. I, you heard the whole thing? Oh, yeah, three, four, or five times. What would you say Easy. about early review? I really, really like it.
0: That's pretty good, three, four, five times with a comedy album. Yep. All right, I'll have to fire it up as soon as I get a time off or a day off. This is literally the only time I have before it shifts. So, uh, I, I yeah, so I to did
1: manage to get away to, of course, put it into my phone. Okay. So I've, I've put it in in podcast form on my phone. How much stronger than the first album? And it's, I, it's a good mix of because Ken as TV guidance counselor isn't quite as dark. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't gone fully as dark as he might in his comedy on this. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm things, guidance
0: to the most recent one They're like yeah Bill Cosby We won't even talk about the allegations And it's like talk about them I want to hear you say things uh, Brings like, in
1: a little bit of dark parts Which didn't go over well in one comedy club But of course went over well at Nerd Melt Because that's weirdo comedy people That would like him and would like Dana Gould
0: Yeah they respond to the dark shit
1: Yes uh, So apparently he's thinking about Maybe doing a darker one Which is just about death Oh great that'd be sick which would probably be very, very good. The album cover has to be a tombstone. Um, but yes, it's a very good comedy album that he's hoping to have out sometime in April or May, I think he said. Well, we'll make sure to plug the shit out of it
0: and link it and put the Amazon links up so people can buy it. And it's kind of
1: bad it. because I started giving him some audio advice oh. to overcome a problem that he might have had. And that's not a good thing because I don't really know that much about audio. But maybe I do. I don't know. Well, I'll listen to it as well
0: and I'll give them feedback on it. And let will see if it lines up with what you said or if it's completely different. I have, I have not heard. I have heard one lick of it yet. So I'm literally trying to count up on the podcast. My life's a blur. But I'm
1: fully intending to hear it. Uh, my backup recorder, Piezo, P-I-E-Z-O, Z-O, mm-hmm. um, used to be on the Apple. App Store. It's now not. So when I fired up this afternoon, it told me, oh, you have to download this one and put in a code. And so it's now left the Apple App Store. So that's a bit of a pain. But continuing to
0: be uh, punished by the universe after last week after I said I have one tape left afterward on the show. Somehow my computer uh, updated as soon as I did that tape, so I turned it back on, and suddenly my external sound card wouldn't work anymore. So I couldn't transfer any more tapes. So it was like it was like the universe, like, no, you're done, son. You're done. You're done. No, you're done. Mm-hmm. And then uh, finally, uh, it started working after I went into the settings, and I found that with the update, somehow now you couldn't have Fono in, uh, line in, and mic in on. You could only have one at a time. So I went and disabled them all. Then suddenly the other one activated and turned on. It was just, it was hours of like, what do I do? Roll the computer back? Do I do this? And just, it, it was the biggest pain in the ass ever.
1: And my uh, cough switch or mute, microphone mute started working again for random and unknown reasons.
0: At least it works.
1: Yes. And apparently, uh, Apple is now looking into refusing an uh, order of the court to unlock an, a terrorist's uh, cell phone. So I'm guessing if you ask Siri what countries uh, extradite to the United States, uh, you might get a more up-to-date answer than you would have yesterday. Weird. Because uh, they're refusing to.
0: On Classic Love Line 593, Adam told the story of a friend who was a junkie. A kid died in his house. Uh, the friend hid the body of the kid, and then another friend ratted him out and did like three years after hiding the guy's body in a closet and freaking out. Uh, it confided with him, uh, who dropped the dime like back in 1988. And I've never heard the story before. It was fucking
1: dark as shit. So this isn't the one that's been a guest on, a, the, on the Home Improvement Show? Chris Bohm, I don't think so. Because he, he talks about another
0: story and he mentions Chris. and he, But he doesn't mention him. He goes, my other buddy, his heart stopped after a speedball. And I was like, Chris, that's got to be Chris.
1: Yeah speedballs must really be good cuz people really seem to like doing them. It's more of
0: like a edge thing. It's like like opiates make you feel that weird like dopey high thing. And it's like getting to the edge of like, oh, my God, my heart's going to stop and I'm going to die. And then it like kicks you right in the balls and instead of getting completely high like you're on speed or meth. It's more just like, a, whoo, and now you're even. So it's like this weird effort. All it is to yo-yo. It's almost like falling into an abyss in the center of the earth. And then halfway down, you just kind of stop and hover. And I think that's the goal, like a speedball. But usually what happens is you just keep going and then you just slam to the bottom and die.
1: Yes, or you blow out through the top.
0: <laughs> uh, is Chris Farley style.
1: So, uh, Deadpool.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, uh, they had to slash an extra $7 million out of it before they shot it. And they cut a lot of stuff I was hoping to see that I liked in the script. I don't know if it was the audience I saw or the showing or the sound. I feel like a lot of it was off. The lighting was off. The lights were on the whole time. It's one place where people eat the whole time they're in the movie theater. Uh, so everything kind of felt flat. And I only laughed out loud three times. But I appreciate everything about it. I would still give it over a B. But, like, the certain things weren't established, like, when she was a prostitute at the beginning. She was really a prostitute. They just cut all the parts where she was charging him for every sex session. And then uh, there was other stuff that I thought was interesting. Like, there was a, at the end, the kid, guy grabs a little kid, and he's going to shoot him in the head. And then Deadpool grabs a little girl <laughs> and puts a gun to her head it's like it's like fuck you like oh you think you're gonna try to outwit me by doing this and then the opening pizza guy sequence instead of just warning the guy he like assaults him i think he almost kills him and the guy's like a he's like a rapist he's not just a stalker it's a lot darker of a scene and he's a lot he's a lot funnier with the guy
1: quite good uh it's the only exposure i've ever had to deadpool
0: they retcon his origin. The creator is all Ford. I just like the idea now is that he wasn't a mutant, but they activated muta- mutant cells in his body and made him a fake mutant. So he's not really a mutant. I like the idea that he was already a mutant and they just stole other mutants' powers and gave them to him. All uh, X Men origins, Wolverine, but I didn't like the, of course, the eye lasers, or the and shut mouth. Uh, I did like the teleportation. I think that's rad. I think when, Del- when Deadpool can teleport or time travel, it's the coolest version of Deadpool
1: yeah but you can't have someone having too many powers well
0: that's what's going to happen if it, did you stay around for the two ending scenes
1: yeah well the one ending scene where it's
0: interrupted and it comes back there was only one only one part of that was shown to critics before the screener and then the second part was added in later
1: yeah about the deadpool 2
0: yeah so spoiler alert one two 3, don't crash your car, just turn it off slowly, calm down, 4, and 5. That's
1: why you have earbuds that have an ear controller, because you can just hit stop. Some people are driving cars.
0: Okay. Uh, So at the end, he comes out like Ferris Bueller, and he goes, what are you still doing here? And then he comes back again, and he goes, okay, yeah, we're putting cable in Deadpool 2. Uh, We're not sure I'm going to cast Dolph Lundgren, blah, blah, blah. Like Stephen Lang, the guy from Avatar and Terra Nova. he's already campaigning on Twitter. But he looked old as shit. Like he's like, Yeah, this isn't even with the pump, and his like arms weren't that impressive. I was like, My arms are that buff. And then he had like circles under his eyes and it looks wrinkles. I was like, dude, if they're gonna cast cable, you're too old. They're probably gonna go with John Hamm, which who probably would have said no, but now with his box office, he'd be a fool.
1: I know, John Hamm is not gonna do a superhero movie.
0: He thought about. it. He almost did Superman, but this would be a cooler one. This is a.
1: I don't think John Hammond's is going to do a superhero movie. All right, but well, that that would be beneath his acting talents.
0: I guess, but he's to know, his mind, he just comedy bang bang the TV show, dude. Come on.
1: But that's comedy. That's not acting.
0: All right. Uh, well, yeah. So overall, I thought it was. Uh, you know, I liked it. I, I'm just, it was more like proof of concept almost to me. So it was like, okay, great, great writing team, great director, great Ryan Reynolds, great suit. All right, let's go for part two, I guess. I like I love Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and she's only been in one comic, and she had different powers, and she, like, died off. So it was cool. They, they really reinvented this character, and the actress was really good to play her, and she actually literally teared up at one point just because she was kind of nice. Uh, really funny stuff. Most of the jokes are good. Didn't care for T.J. Miller.
1: No, he's always horrible. Yeah. Uh, Morena Baccarin is, of course, always great. Yeah, she um, was
0: off the charts great in this She moment. was also
1: age appropriate. Yeah. She wasn't like a 22-year-old, no, which I, would have been stupid. It's weird. Because she's, you're not going to be a washed out, burned out whore She's 36,
0: age. and like it's like, I'm 32. It's like, oh, my God, she's in my age range. I always just thought she was an adult and I was a kid. I, I got a seriously fucked up perspective on how old I am, which is really depressing as I get older.
1: Yeah, uh, but I thought it was quite good. I wouldn't I, I would uh, it. not seeing parts of Vancouver. Yeah,
0: that's what I liked. It took place in Canada. That's the part I didn't like about it is they didn't really, like, they didn't say it didn't take place in Canada, but they didn't highlight that it was in Vancouver. Instead of just trying to make Vancouver look like in our city, they were actually in Vancouver for Vancouver.
1: Well, I don't really think it was, no, it wasn't set in Vancouver.
0: Yeah, it was because Ryan Reynolds loves Canada. He's from Canada. he's well, no, from Canada. Because the Australia.
1: X-Men are not based out of Vancouver.
0: That's when, the, that's when the mansion – he went to the mansion, commuted there, and came back. So maybe they're, maybe they're saying it was somewhere else in Canada, but they didn't say it was upstate New York. The X-Mansion's in upstate New York, and Deadpool went there, but then he came back
1: from there. So it wasn't like – Yeah, saying, I, I don't think he – I don't know. I, I'm just saying I think they were implying it was in the northeast.
0: Maybe they're saying uh, it's Montreal then, but there weren't – But were. I think
1: that would be the original mansion from the original X-Men movies, which is in Victoria, I believe. That's interesting. Like that might have been Royal Roads, former military college, now university.
0: It's still supposed to be uh, standing in for New York City, which is strange. But they did fly the jet to go see him the first time, so it's not like they hopped on the X, uh, you know, copter or the X bike. Uh, and I love the pairing of uh, the Colossus and her. And now I'm kind of pissed that the guy who played Colossus didn't uh, take the chance because Tim Miller says he actually offered it to the guy, and he turned it down. And it's like, what an idiot. This is the biggest like, gross of any of uh, the movies compared to the Wolverine movies and all that of shit. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for him. I, kn- I knew it was going to make $150 million. Everybody told me I was crazy. The box office experts said 65, dollars And then once Friday's estimates were in, they're like, okay, this is $150 million.
1: Although, what's-her-name from American Gladiators cannot act.
0: I know. She, her character is a combination of three or four other characters. So it's like, wait a minute. So then you, t- you made the the weakest actress, actor, have the role of four people combined into one? So it's like, oh, man, if she was just one of the henchmen, okay. But now she's the henchman. Yeah. Although, so although she the, would, the titty she... scene was hilarious.
1: Yes. But she's not an actress. She's no. just... You might as well just get someone who can act and CG them into making it look like they're big.
0: Hey, Steve, are you down to the bar and get a big dyke?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Although I'm oddly uh, attracted to her, and I'm oddly attracted to Nugget Sonic Teenage Warhead.
1: Yes, because she was very good. What you do is you hire the – oh, God, what is she? She's the lead butch lesbian from Orange is the New Black.
0: Uh, Which one? The new one with the tattoos?
1: Yes. Yeah. Could I hire her? Hire the younger version of her, but um, yeah, I thought it was quite good. People in the theater quite enjoyed
0: it. It's uh, over 160 million domestically. I think it's almost at 300
1: international or global. I did enjoy that because usually, and well, what I liked is that it it was not in 3D as an option. Yep, so that's good. Obviously, because they didn't think it was going to make any money. They did some last-minute
0: IMAX thing though, and it's brought in the highest ever IMAX totals of any movie. So it brought more IMAX money than anything, and the IMAX was an afterthought.
1: And so that means that the two dollar cheap Tuesday matinee airing that I went to, since it was an since it was an R rated movie, wasn't the movie tots movie. Wow, so that was good. I didn't have to
0: see it with a bunch of kids. Yeah, when I it was like seven dollars for me to see Monday. I was supposed pretty refreshing, and uh, yeah, nothing really to complain about. It was awesome. They're now going to probably they're already talking about doing Wolverine three or the, the Wolverine two, or they're calling it as an R rated movie, and now it most likely will be R. So it's going to change the landscape of these types of films and add a whole other level of depth to them where they don't necessarily have to be PG-13 anymore. Maybe some could be PG. Oh, it depends.
1: They're going to make their smaller ones.
0: Are, of course, like they do with the Netflix shows. But, I mean, okay, with Deadpool 2, you you don't go, okay, now you had $58 million for the first one. So because you're so successful – here, listen to this, guys. $64 Sixty-four million dollars. It's going to be one hundred and twenty to one hundred and sixty million, no matter what they do. That's what's going to cost. But they're not
1: going anime. to allow them to go big on any of them. They're going to give them essentially the same budget they had for this movie. Plus, maybe, maybe they'll give them the the first timers. Away.
0: The first timers. But Deadpool two, I'm telling you, they give them an extra hundred million dollars on top of the fifty-eight. No,
1: because this one wasn't released in China. So there goes half your market.
0: I'll, it already so made, it's already made it's already made three hundred global. There's no way you do cable. Cable's from the year like three thousand forty four hundred forty nine, and it's apocalypse and it's time travel. And, and that's X Men Apocalypse costs like two hundred fifty million. So you have to do some of that shit in there. You're not gonna be able to get away with not but doing they're, it.
1: They're never gonna do an R rated movie that has a big budget. I think they'll
0: yeah. do. I think they'll okay. Let's let's bet. I'm going to say the Deadpool two gets announced with a, protect, a projected budget of 115 to 180 million dollars. I'm thinking the sweet spot is probably
1: 150. They'll take whatever the budget they actually had in this one and. Maybe put 10 million back into
0: that's what I just said joking earlier when they said 64 million. This one was 58. There's no way they give them 68 and tell them, Good day, sir. They're gonna give them 150, and then they're probably gonna tell the studio, You know what? That's 20 too much. We're gonna do it for 120. And then that way, when we do, you know, 150 on our next opening weekend, we still made 30 back for our PNA prints and advertising. I don't
1: think they're going to give that much money to a superhero movie that's going to be R rated. If they do, they're going to make the make. I it think PG-
0: the paradigm has shifted, man. The, the amount of money this is gross. The The Wolverine, this, the the last one they put out it was PG 13. It did half the, this movie did this opening weekend half. That's that's fucking crazy. It its whole theatrical run. But
1: yes, it made half the money, but it had potential for making. Like five hundred million dollars that China had liked it.
0: Well, it, well, the last and they, they don't be...
1: they don't care about what it made. They cared about what the potential okay. it could have made. Well, right.
0: the, the, they're saying they're now going to make the next Wolverine R rated, and it's going to have a budget over. Well, that's 100. because the last
1: one was completely shitty, and well,
0: they're... <laughs> they're saying a budget over hundred million. And uh, the last one, I guess, this Deadpool has made more in its first weekend than that made in its initial theatrical run. The Wolverine did, or close to it or something like that. It was, it was really impressive
1: figures I saw compar- uh, compared. So, shall we talk about podcasting? Uh, what's going on? Uh No, I don't really have any information, but we're a show about po- podcasts about podcasts. Should we maybe talk about podcasts?
0: This Feels Terrible came back. That was Aaron, Aaron McGathy. Yeah, it's a show oh, I saw joking. live with Dan Harmon early on. In the run, it's now episode 67, she's in Ireland, she reveals she did go there to be with a guy, I don't know if that's fizzled out or not, but she asked the guy while they were drunk if her vagina looks weird, because this uh, her first boyfriend told her that all vaginas look like Predator. What's like, oh my god, he's a gay guy, he's a gay guy, he's a gay guy. Uh, so then she interviews via Skype her first boyfriend.
1: No, and- they only look like Predator if you have weird... Piercings, yeah, which it's... allow you to jam it open and make it look like Predator.
0: Yeah, then then you add in weird. Uh things i don't want to talk about uh yeah so i, I don't know until she's talking about she has this insecurity her whole life because of it and then she talks to her first boyfriend and they re- she reveals that her mom died around the time they were dating and the crazy dramatic ups and downs And then she reads old letters very kevin smith self-indulgeny very embarrassing stuff but it's it's compelling and i guess i feel bad for him but then he's also kind of a douche and then she talks about essentially being raped uh at college and she never had sex with this guy but this other dude put his penis inside of her and raped her and then she came back and slept with her first boyfriend. And it's this thing. It's like, oh, well, that explains so much? And it's like, oh, man, a lot of these people, they, they really haven't addressed these traumas. And then she even talks about her divorce uh, a little bit and how she did all that. And she, uh, she plays a clip from The Moth where she talked about the divorce. And she came back from Ireland, and then she went to the, the therapist's office and said, I want a divorce. I don't want to talk about it. I'm done.
1: Okay. Well, now that she's swimming in all that working Morty money. Yeah, oh fuck! I don't think it's really gonna get some. I don't know uh, because, I, well, I I don't think there's gonna be a season eight on yet yeah, on Yahoo, since they seem to be firing everyone.
0: Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yahoo just got
1: out of t- Yahoo Tech just shuttered.
0: Yeah, the, everybody's talking about it. every show. Gillian Jacobs. Everybody's joking about it about how they basically shut down Yahoo.
1: Yeah, so that's gonna go away. Uh, they're never gonna make a movie huh. unless they make a Netflix movie in ten years.
0: Or they make it inside Dan Harmon's house, all of Joss Whedon.
1: So yeah, I don't know.
0: Right, yeah. How's she gonna
1: make money? Who's she gonna sponge money off of to live now?
0: Irish uh, Dan Harmon, uh, Dan O'Harmon Riley, <laughs> Dan O'Reilly.
1: So, I don't really, have, other than a, a bitch of a headache, I don't really have anything podcasting to talk about.
0: I have a crazy headache. Uh, Dune got his new house, uh, so now he's out of the condo finally, and he's in a really huge place. I got to see, he sent me a video of it. it looks amazing. It's really impressive.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he'll do very well in the suburbs.
0: Uh, hey, come on. Is him and his new wife-to-be, and the pets, and everybody's happy, and... His house was in chaos. They fucking horrible company came and left some holes open. El Nino came, destroyed the roof. The walls are missing. It's been madness for him, apparently for weeks, months.
1: okay, Wow, I don't know about any of that.
0: Oh yeah, it's uh, well, he hasn't been doing podcasts, so he hasn't told anybody I guess, but the social media posts a little bit uh what's uh also runners
1: uh also runners no agenda seven ninety nine war on seraph. uh really liked them. they're now one shy away from 800 so that's pro- that means i've listened to god at least 803 of their podcasts because i think they've done maybe four one-offs that don't really count or point fives. Mm-hmm. How so many that's hours? quite a one uh early ones were maybe 30 to 45 and now the for the last good while three and a half hours each that was twice horrible. a week
0: Joe Rogan, I think, is in the 600s, and I've listened to just about every single episode, and they probably average to 57 or something. I've listened to all those, and then is at 1,750-something-plus, and I've heard all of those, and they average probably somewhere around an hour 45 each. Yeah. But yeah, that's, Rogan's uh... at 760, and I've heard at least 745
1: of them, at least once. But it's now the longest-running podcast that I've ever listened to? All right. Because I dropped all the early Leo Laporte ones I had. So it's now my oldest podcast.
0: I'm giving $5 to the After Disaster Patreon, even though I can barely afford to live and everything sucks. But I I love that show and they've given me a lot of entertainment over the years.
1: You'd be better off buying a shame burrito. All right. And then Extra Hot Great, number 105, bringing in a new season of Better Call Saul. Uh, it was a good episode, even though Better Call Saul. I I don't know about it. Season one, I liked a lot. Yeah, I was iffy on it. Did you get the whole thing? Yeah, I did. I think so.
0: All right, uh, the, I like the central scheme scam going on, and the twists were good. This this one I haven't got into. This season two, episode one. I'm trying. Uh, I'm I'm trying to actually use Hulu plus Netflix and. Uh, Whatever other fucking service, Amazon Prime, to actually watch things as opposed to trying to catch it on the internet through my DVR. Uh, my also runners are This Feels Terrible 67, even though I had mixed feelings about it. it, was a little bit too much, even though I love that kind of stuff. And then Comedy Bang Bang 401, uh, Paul Schwartz, uh, somebody else, somebody else. Oh, Gillian, ja- Gillian Jacobs and Paul Tompkins. Uh, really fun episode. Uh, anything you hated? Uh, no. No. I hated what the fuck six eighty one. Uh, if I
1: hate a podcast, I drop it.
0: Well, this is guest based. It's the chicks who do or the women who do uh, Broad City, which I've never really got into because I don't have TV, and it's one of these things where I would have to use my. I TBR. tried
1: watching it. It just seemed horrible. It's if like if you liked girls. You probably probably would like it. I, I did not like girls.
0: I like some of girls, and I, I like Amy Schumer's show. So I, I like I like a lot of female comedies. They they did this episode. Where they're both on the episode, so they have to split their time answering the questions. And it felt like people I've met before who were kind of condescending, and this weird attitude of like, oh no no, we're not like you, and like they're talking about we love it when our fans give us pot. We hate it when they want to smoke pot with us. That's a no no, and it was like this weird thing of like. Do you guys think you're like sports illustrated swimsuit models or something? You're like, you're like, you know, in reality, you're, you're threes or fours or whatever. What are your numbers if you want to put it on a scale? And it's like if people are like being nice to you and they want to, they think you're hot and I think they're very attractive and I think they're funny, but they just seem really kind of shitty. And like maybe. Well, if you
1: kind of like Jewish girls.
0: Yeah, but that's what they are, but you know they're, they're, you know, they're not.
1: Well, yeah, that could be your thing, but they're like uh, kind of stereotypical Northeast Jewish girls.
0: Maybe the like, not super thin ones. Maybe like all kinds of people, so they just happen to be part of the all kinds. I'm just saying, there's nothing inherently wrong with them except their shitty kind of personalities, and this, what the fuck, just kind of highlighted that, and I didn't enjoy listening to them. I wanted to like them as people, and it made me not like them.
1: Uh, speaking of people on TV I don't really like, um, did you ever watch Horace and, did you watch Horace and Pete?
0: Mm, remind me.
1: It's uh, the... Horrible TV show that uh, – oh, god. Louis C.K. is releasing only on his website hmm. with um, Steve Buscemi. Uh, god, is it Alan Alda, I think. How many episodes do they do? I think they've released three so far. They're kind of doing it like a stage play. If you didn't – if if you – if you didn't think that Lucky Louie was the worst TV show ever, well, he re- he's going to prove to you that this is the worst TV show ever. Really? Oh, it's fucking bad.
0: Okay, wow. And is it presenting like, as something bad or something good? Is he saying this is some good thing?
1: Oh, he. Th- I think he thinks this is the future of TV, where it's horrible people in one s- and sorry, in two sets for an hour being horrible. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's just horrible. I think, I don't know what he's doing.
0: What about your top five?
1: Okay. uh, Number five is Eureka Podcast 152, A Face That Needs to be Punched. Okay. Uh, Jeremy's back having recovered his voice, and he talks about a job interview and how that went. And, uh, yeah, it was a good
0: episode. All right. Uh, Mine is Far Out 261, Showdown at the El Dorado where Todd reveals they had pre-recorded all of those episodes, so it wasn't, couldn't have been a reaction to you on that one that I talked about. And then also there's one point where they have a break, and then his wife comes in, and Jeff Carmats, or Carmax, whatever the guy's name is, he uh, Har-Matz, something. He goes, oh, congratulations, first of all, to Todd's wife. And it's like, is she pregnant? Did Todd announce that anywhere? I don't know what's going on, but I'm assuming that's what it is. I have no idea. But uh, overall, uh, pretty good episode. Nice to hear them return to form. Uh, I
1: just miss the show. I'd assume that they'd given up on having kids by now.
0: I don't know if that's what it is. It's just he said, first of all, my congratulations are in order. And then they'd address it. And it's like, what? Would Todd be that dumb to leave that in if he didn't want? I don't know. Maybe the turtle turtle took a solid BM or maybe they found a new home or maybe she got a job promotion or something.
1: Yeah, although when you're a school teacher, this is not the time of year you get a job promotion.
0: So it's probably a baby jizz.
1: Uh, so my number four is defocused number 84. I'm not sure if it's the middle of nowhere or as they published it, the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and, oh God, what fucking, what are they, they talking about? Oh, uh, X Machina.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. I should put my also rants. Uh, yeah, they really liked the movie a lot more than the guys over the Incomparable did. And, uh, I, I agree with them. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I thought it was quite good, although parts of it were... I think some of the technology was a bit nonsensical, as, as as one of them pointed out on this episode. But with me, it was the charging man.
0: But I did love the tear up the fucking dance floor scene, so I love. Yes. Uh, yes. So
1: you're number four.
0: Uh, Burt cast 162, which was a pod swap or co podding with, uh, you made it weird, it's Pete Holmes. And it's over three hours, and it's insane, and it's blabbering. And it's basically Burt telling Pete Holmes he wants to be like him and doesn't want to be a bro comedian. Uh, just weirdness, uh, but I enjoy it.
1: Okay. My number three, TV Guidance Counselor 133, Sean Sullivan, The Lost Second Anniversary Special, which was particularly good. Don't understand why it was held. And then um, I haven't heard that one yet. Then 134, which was a current episode. Sorry, quote unquote, current episode. God knows how old it was. Uh, David Mogulov. That's
0: my number uh, one, so it's white.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, always like the shows, so I need to listen to the 134 again, because I was, had a bit of a sleep during half of it, I think, so I need to actually hear it.
0: All right, Uh, so what are we doing, my number three or number three? My number three. Your number three. Uh, ACS-1755, uh, Dana Gould.
1: Oh, so this is a recent one?
0: Yeah, last week, a uh, week and a half, or a few days, you know, nine, eight days ago, really good.
1: Okay, so what's up with Dana.
0: Uh, it came on. It's I don't know. It's uh, he talks about the Chinese kids thing a little bit. Now his daughters are perfectly normal Americans, and there's nothing special about them or exceptional in any way, which was kind of honest and
1: strange. Uh, well, that'll be really odd for all the Asian fetishist boyfriends that want to date them and are going to be objected. They're not Asian enough.
0: He brings up Drake, say they the comedian who committed suicide, then refuses to discuss how he killed himself. And they come back promising to discuss his death and they don't mention it because I'm sure he got upset. It seemed like one of those moments where he was friends with Drake. It was almost one of those Bill Burr moments where they bring up uh, one of the dead guys Bill Burr knows and then Bill Burr gets all pissed off and never comes back on the show.
1: Okay, uh, yeah. I obviously haven't listened, and maybe I don't follow Dana Gould anymore on Twitter, so don't know he was on.
0: They talked about doing another uh, base cable commentary, and they did some Huel's Jewels, which was pretty fun. Uh, I miss it, and I really hope they do another commentary.
1: Yes, maybe one of those ape movies, possibly. Yes, and oh, took one of the movies I am trying to record on my DVR. Ties back to the one of the actors from the last McGive cast we did. He did like Solar Crisis, which is his Alan Smithy film that he directed, uh, which has both Charlton, which has Charlton Heston in it. Huh. Unfortunately, there's no seeded copies of it on my DVR, so I'm not really able to find it.
0: Just get all little seeds out of your DVR. It's gonna damage Motherfucker. It. Motherfucker.
1: Yes. So uh, my number two then. Uh, this is both episodes of Top Scallop. So number nine, not an old Sicilian woman. And number 10, there's an old guy going crazy. Um, really like it. Even though I like Top Chef, they don't really talk much about Top Chef. Uh, I've quite enjoyed this last season of Top Chef as an asshat just finally left and has made me happy. Hmm. But I like them talking about it. All right. And the other shit they talk about. Uh, so you're number two.
0: My number two is ACS-1754, Jay Moore.
1: Oh, God. How can he be? Why is he on? I hate him. It
0: it was a good episode. It was solid. It was really entertaining.
1: He's just always Jay Moore. And that would be an asshole. Uh, So my number one, then, Incomparable-287, Whole Farmers. This is where they talk about bad Trek movies. So, Star Trek Five and oddly, Star Trek One. Hmm. Uh, five is particularly bad. One could be cut down into a pretty good hour and ten minute movie. Okay.
0: Yeah, I saw this in my feed. I didn't listen to it yet. I was going to delete it, but uh, they're also
1: remember. going to do a Bad Trek Movies Two, where they do the two of the worst Next Generation movies. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Actually, I might have to listen to that.
1: Yes. Um, I like whatever they talk about, even if it's comics that I have no idea what they're talking about. All right. Uh, so you're number one.
0: TV Guy and counselor, episode 134, uh, the guest you mentioned. He was very knowledgeable. I didn't want to listen to this one in the intro, like a monog- monologist, monologist. because he kept messing it up himself. And I was like, ah, what the fuck is this going to be? But he picked a week that I was really interested in, that 95. Whenever I see those 95, 94 weeks in there, for some reason, they captivate me, even though they're not my key time for television. It's just a certain time in my life, I guess. And for some reason, I was drawn to it. So I skipped ahead and listened to this one, and it blew me away. The guest was super engaged. He knew a lot about stuff. He, did, he had actually good follow-up stuff. Uh, they talked about all these great references. It was like the height of what Ken Reed can do with his podcast when it's not a, you know, interview with Duffy or this other cool stuff he's doing. When it's just this format and there's not a setting like maybe they're at a comedy club, maybe they weren't. I figured they're at Ken's house. I couldn't tell. It, it sounded good. There was no issues, and I, it didn't feel rushed. And it just it was this really nice conversation that uh, the most time y elements of Loveline have about it. Just everything great about uh, Ken's podcast. I cu- I can't recommend this one enough.
1: And I do have the episode of of uh, the issue of TV Guide that I would want to talk about with Ken.
0: If he'll ever have you, uh, he's, uh, he's not. He's not the most strict booking person, but I don't know. I feel like I don't we're, think
1: I'm exactly worth it.
0: If I feel like we're push it. we're like podcast F team,
1: yes. Um, and you have you have to listen to his uh, comedy album just to get his thing on Roswell,
0: the TV show or the actual incident,
1: the TV show. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to listen to that. <laughs> there was an incident. Based around Roswell.
0: All right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I can't wait to hear that. Actually, I'm really excited now.
1: All Which right. Was a show that meant a lot to me because I really went heavy into Roswell when my wife was busy in medical school. So, Andre Del really,
0: Shirley Appleby, Catherine Booth. I boots. really
1: got into Roswell in a message board dedicated to Roswell because I wasn't doing anything else with myself.
0: All right. Well, uh, we'll get to know. <laughs> anything else you got to go do uh, before we go?
1: Ah, uh, not that I can really think of. Well, I got to go to work. Yeah, MacGyver is still going on. I don't know. Try to convince us why we should go past episode 200. Well, they're, doing, maybe a, they're a w- doing a new series. No, on no, we're just still doing MacGyvercast. Oh. <laughs> Try to explain Will to us say, why- You said Pod-
0: MacGyver's still going on before you yes, said that. Yes, I know.
1: Okay. MacGyvercast is still going on. Try to convince us why PodGod should roll on past 200. It's not possible. As a big round number, we should stop at 200, I'm thinking. It's an achievement. Do something else. I don't know. Geo podcast
0: shit it out around 267, 270-something, but I'm supposed to be bringing it back. Uh, Outdoor Facts shit it out three episodes. Dude and Geo, we did 60-something, but it's just it's proximity and a bunch of other stuff and life shit.
1: I'm still waiting to do a motherfucking G.I. Joe movie.
0: we got to figure that out sometime. Maybe I can go over to his new house and christen it with my farts in his couch.
1: Okay, so don't forget we are a listener-supported show. You can reach us at Podgods, podgods at gmail.com and on Facebook. And that's Podgods with a Z. Motherfucker. You can also help fund this show or Geo in general at patreon.com slash Giovanni. And don't forget to hit up those Amazon affiliate links. It's time to put the crown royal sack back on the microphone.
0: Boom. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah,
1: the show about podcasts. Coming up. In your mom's ass it's a show about podcast.